From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Friday the 24th of March 2023. Good afternoon. In today's Spotlight story, we run through the ICC arrest warrant for Vladimir Putin. This isn't the only thing happening in the world though, so we'll run through three of today's other important stories. And in our exclusive Nebula section, we look at just why time might be running out for TikTok in the US and elsewhere. But first, is Putin going to be arrested? Last week, the International Criminal Court, or ICC, issued an arrest warrant for Russian President Vladimir Putin. The court said in a statement that the warrant was issued over Putin's involvement in unlawful deportation and transfer of children from occupied areas of Ukraine to Russia. The court was created in 1998 and entered into force in 2002. In total, it has 123 member states. The ICC has jurisdiction over crimes committed in the territory of a state party or a state which has accepted its jurisdiction. In essence, this means that all members of the ICC have an obligation to arrest the Russian president if he ever steps foot on their territory. It's important to point out that neither Russia nor the United States are members of the International Criminal Court. The US refused to join due to the court being incompatible with the US Constitution. Russia did originally join but withdrew in 2016 when the court classified Russia's annexation of Crimea as an occupation. The lack of legitimacy given by the US to the court will make it a lot harder for Putin to actually be arrested. Speaking about the arrest warrant, Russian Foreign Ministry spokesperson Maria Zakharova said on her Telegram channel that the decision of the International Criminal Court have no meaning for our country, including from a legal point of view. Russia is not a party to the Rome Statute of the International Criminal Court and bears no obligations under it. In any case, whilst the arrest warrant isn't going to change anything in Russia, it's already causing headaches for Putin and his allies. A summit of BRIC nations, so Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Africa, is set to be held in August in South Africa, who is a party to the Rome Statute, which is the statute that created the International Criminal Court. And whilst Putin has yet to decide whether he'll attend, South Africa is already in the process of taking legal advice on how to handle the warrant if Putin does decide to come. Later this week, top Russian official Dmitry Medvedev called out this decision by the ICC and said any attempt to arrest Putin would be considered a declaration of war against Russia. In fact, he went further, suggesting that Russia would attack any country that tries to arrest the Russian president. Now, it's worth pointing out that it remains unlikely that Putin will be arrested. Okay, so that's our main story for today, but there is a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. The UK's education watchdog, Ofsted, has come under fire, with teachers and school leaders calling for it to halt its inspections of schools following the death of headteacher Ruth Perry, who took her own life while awaiting an Ofsted report that downgraded her school to inadequate. The family of Ruth Perry say her death was the direct result of the pressure put on her by the inspection report. There have been calls for Ofsted inspections to be paused and for the watchdog to end its blunt one-word assessments, which include outstanding, good, requires improvement and inadequate. 
The Suffolk Primary Head Teachers Association said Ofsted was a Damoclean sword hanging over dedicated professionals for months and years on end. Ofsted has expressed deep sorrow regarding Ruth Perry's death, but said it won't pause inspections, as doing so would not be in the children's best interests. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. The United States has carried out airstrikes on Iran-backed targets in Syria following a deadly attack on a base that killed a US contractor and injured five US service members. The Pentagon said that a drone had struck a coalition base in northeastern Syria and that the intelligence community assessed it to be one of Iranian origin. The US subsequently retaliated with what Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin described as precision airstrikes in eastern Syria against groups affiliated with Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. At time of writing, Syria and Iran have not yet reacted to the US strikes. However, the foreign minister of Qatar, which often acts as an intermediary between the US and Iran, has reportedly spoken to both US and Iranian officials separately. North Korea claims to have tested a new nuclear-capable underwater attack drone that, according to state media, can unleash a radioactive tsunami. State media agency KCNA said the drone, which it described as a secret weapon, cruised 80 to 150 metres underwater for over 59 hours before detonating a non-nuclear payload off the east coast of North Korea. The drone is intended to make sneak attacks to destroy naval strike groups and ports by creating a large radioactive wave from an underwater explosion. The announcement of the test on Thursday came as the US and South Korea finished up their largest joint field exercises in five years, something that North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has warned against. Analysts have expressed scepticism of the claims made about the recent test. As usual, we'll end the main section with some positive news, this time from the US, where President Biden has designated a new national monument in southern Nevada, meaning more than 506,000 acres of land will come under federal protection. The RV Kwame National Monument is the largest to be created under his presidency and is a victory for the Fort Mojave Indian tribe, which has been calling for the sacred area to be granted monument status for decades. Before we go, we have a big announcement. Our show, This Week in Parliament, has returned and is back on this weekend. Take a look at this. Every week, a lot happens in Parliament. Debates rage, bills are discussed, and laws are introduced. So it's easy to feel like you don't know what's going on in the chamber. We lift the lid and tell you what happened this week in Parliament. This Week in Parliament, our weekly rundown of what's going on behind the doors of Westminster, returned last week to Nebula, where you'll find extended and ad-free editions of the daily briefing every single day. That includes today's extended daily briefing, which features our discussion of the battle over TikTok. By signing up, you not only get an extended ad-free daily briefing every single day, you also get to watch exclusive and ad-free videos from the best educational creators on YouTube. That's things like Real Life Law's incredible Modern Conflicts, which breaks down contemporary disputes around the world, Neo's Underexposure, which beautifully dives into complex and shadowy topics you've always wanted to know more about, or Extremities from Wendover Productions, which uncovers some of the world's most remote places. 
All of these are only available on Nebula, just like our extended daily briefings and a whole bunch of other exclusive TLDR content which never comes to YouTube. If you want to sign up, use the link in the description so that they know you came through us. That helps us out a whole lot, as does watching on Nebula more generally. So thanks for signing up and we'll see you on Nebula.